pleasure to have you listening to my show today. My sincerest desire is for you to get something from it that will make your life richer, fuller, and safer. My name is Reverend Wynn Henderson. As an ordained Christian minister and a retired medical doctor, I have a dual perspective to bring you content to solve problems in your life. This podcast is the longest-running, single-hosted, spiritually-based radio internet talk show in America. It has been on the air for over 20 years. I bring you information about the disease of addiction, your purpose in life, and investigative reporting on the truth just below the surface. The program today is entitled, Is Exposure to the Sun More Important Than Supplemental Vitamin D? My source is Dr. Joseph Mercola, and you can check him out at mercola.com. Dr. Mercola said, I've been absolutely fascinated with the association of sun exposure to health for nearly three decades. It was obvious to me that nearly all dermatologists are seriously confused about avoiding the sun. The sun exposure is essentially to stay healthy. I always knew that there was some important fact we were missing. Dr. Roger Sayles explains the ins and outs of how sunlight impacts your health, not only through increasing your vitamin D levels, but through melatonin. He has a condensed 25-minute video, which you can watch. His review is primarily based on the February 2020 paper, Melatonin in Mitochondria, Mitigating Clear and Present Dangers, published in Psychology Journal. It's written by the best researcher in melatonin, Russell Reiter, Ph.D., whom I first heard lecture on melatonin over 25 years ago. This paper is one of the best papers I've read in a long time, and you can access it free. To summarize the key findings, the vast majority of the melatonin in your body, which is produced 95%, is actually made inside your mitochondria in response to near infrared radiation from the sun. Only 5% of melatonin is produced in your pineal gland. It is important to note that melatonin supplements, contrary to what you might expect, do not wind up in your mitochondria where they are needed most to quench the damage from oxidative stress produced in the electron transport chain. Melatonin, of course, is a master hormone, potent antioxidant and antioxidant recycler, and a master regulator of inflammation and cell death. 
these functions are part of what makes melatonin such an important anti-cancer molecule. Melatonin has also been shown to be an important part of COVID treatment, reducing the incidence of thrombosis and sepsis and lowering mortality. As noted by Feld, evidence suggests sun exposure may help combat any number of respiratory infections, including COVID, and the production of melatonin in your mitochondria appears to be the key part of why that works. Feld views a number of evidences showing that COVID rates across the world correlate to the solar index or the amount of sun striking the air. Positive case rates also correlate with vitamin D levels in the blood. Higher blood levels correlate with lower incidence of COVID, higher rates of survival for inpatients. Nitrous oxide, which is produced in response to UVA, could be the key, as nitric oxide has been shown to limit SARS-CoV-2 replication in vitro, in addition to normalizing blood pressure. So while it's true that nitrous oxide rises in response to sunlight, specifically UVA and near infrared, Sales believes the primary mechanism at work here is melatonin because it's produced in response to the infrared spectrum, which makes up a much greater portion of the solar spectrum and ultraviolet and works regardless of the angle at which it hits the Earth. The majority of the solar spectrum, 54%, is infrared, which is not visible but rather felt as heat. Ultraviolet light accounts for only 77% of the solar spectrum. And vitamin D is specifically produced in response to UVB radiation, which is only a small part of the ultraviolet spectrum. Melatonin is produced inside your mitochondria in response to near-infrared radiation which is part of the infrared spectrum. Because near-infrared has a much longer wavelength than ultraviolet, it can penetrate much deeper into your body, reaching cells in your subcutaneous tissue and not only your skin. Near-infrared is not seen but rather felt as warmth. Its penetrative power also means it can penetrate lightweight clothing. Your mitochondria produces ATP, the energy currency of your cell. A byproduct of this ATP production are reactive oxidative species, ROS, which are responsible for oxidative stress. Excessive amounts of ROS will damage your mitochondria, contributing to suboptimal health, 
inflammation and chronic health conditions such as diabetes, obesity, and thrombosis. Um, that's blood clot. The good news is that your body has a built-in way to counteract these ROS. Inside your mitochondria, you also have an antioxidant system, and the main antioxidant is melatonin. During the day, near-infrared rays from the sun penetrate deep into your body and activate cytochrome C oxidase, which in turn stimulates the production of melatonin inside your mitochondria. Melatonin is perhaps best known as a sleep-regulating hormone. At night, the level produced by your pineal gland rises, which helps make you sleepy and ready for bed. As the sun rises and morning dawns, the level automatically recedes, allowing you to wake up. But that's not all melatonin does. As melatonin is released at night, it travels through your circulatory system and is taken up by cells. Once inside, the melatonin mops up effective RL. Melatonin also helps counteract damaging ROS during the day, but through a different pathway. During the day, near-infrared rays from the sun penetrate deep into your body and activate cytochrome C oxidase, which in turn stimulates the production of melatonin inside your mitochondria. Melatonin and sunlight are intimately linked, and their relationship is unique in the fact that there are two forms of melatonin, circulatory and subcellular, or that produced by the pineal gland and secreted into the blood, and that produced by your mitochondria and used there locally. Both appear to be controlled by either the absence of sunlight or the presence of While circulatory melatonin may be a hormone of darkness, subcellular melatonin is the hormone of daylight. Since the beginning of human history, people have lived and worked outdoors during the light of day, absorbing light energy from the sky. An average of 10 hours outdoors each day, 70 hours a week, was common. Today, we spend an average of fewer than 30 minutes a day, or a mere three hours per week, in daylight, according to a study by Dr. Daniel Kripke, professor of psychiatry at UC San Diego. If you fail to expose your skin to sufficient near-IR light from the sun, then your mitochondria will have seriously depleted melatonin levels that can't be corrected through supplementation. So, what does all this have to do with COVID? The 
problem you encounter with COVID is that when the virus attaches to the cell, it knocks out the ACE2 enzyme because the spike protein is now bound to it. So angiotensin 2 increases, angiotensin 1, 7 decreases, and the conversion from angiotensin 2 to angiotensin 1-7 cannot occur. As a result, ROS increases unchecked inside the cell. SARS-CoV-2 infection also increases white blood cell production and produces ROS as well. The end result of this elevated oxidative stress is blood clot, which in turn leads to hypoxemia, low blood oxygen. Melatonin can break this destructive cycle by mopping up ROS and protecting your mitochondria from destruction. As noted by Sales, if you're not getting enough sleep at night and not getting enough sun exposure during the day, your mitochondria are basically running hot with inflammation. Melatonin is the coolant that, damage, that dampens the ROS in your mitochondria. If your mitochondria are already taxed and you come down with COVID, the added stress can tip you over the edge. If your melatonin system is working well because you're getting good night's sleep and plenty of sun exposure, you're more likely to fight off the infection and not have it turn serious. Seed oils increase your risk for both COVID and sunburn. Linolenic acid makes up the bulk, about 60% to 80% of the omega-6 fats you consume, and it's a primary contributor to nearly all chronic diseases. While formerly thought an essential fat, when consumed in excessive amount, linolenic acid actually acts as a metabolic poison. At a molecular level, excessive LA consumption damages your metabolism and impedes your body's ability to generate energy in the mitochondria. Polyunsaturated fats, such as linolenic acid, are highly susceptible to oxidation which means the fat breaks down into harmful subcomponents. Oxidized linoleic acid metabolizes into compounds which cause the damage. Over the last 150 years, the LA in the human diet has increased from 2 to 3 grams per day to now 30 to 40 grams. It used to make up just 1 to 2% the energy in our diet, and now it makes up 15 to 20 percent. This massive increase in LA consumption is what likely contributes to the increased oxidative stress in your body, contributing to an increased risk for virtually every chronic degenerative disease. Primary sources are seed oils 
and processed food. Conventionally raised chicken and pork are other common sources, thanks to the LA-rich grains that they've been fed. High linoleic acid intake can raise both your risk of sunburn, which you don't want as is what contributing skin cancer, and your risk for COVID. Eliminating seed oils from your diet will dramatically reduce your risk of sunburn and skin cancer. As for linoleic acid's impact on COVID, consider this. Key toxin that produces the symptoms of acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS, is called leukotoxin, which is made from LA by white blood cells to kill pathogens. Basically, the white blood cells convert the LA into leukotoxin, which contributes to the inflammatory domino effect failed to scribe. Leukocytes incubated with LA convert all of the LA into this toxin until there's none left. So a major part of the disease process in ARDS is the conversion of LA into leukotoxin. That appears to be what's killing many COVID patients. So in summary, simply eliminating or radically reducing seed oils and conventional chicken and pork from your diet can go a long way toward reducing your risk of sunburn, thus allowing you to get plenty of worry-free sun exposure to raise your vitamin D level, increase nitric oxide, and produce melatonin production in your mitochondria, and also lowering your risk of COVID complications by limiting the conversion of LA into leukotoxin. Basically, what melatonin and mitochondria, which is a paper uh, telling about the Warburg effect, has uh, found uh, that Melatonin is an ideal target in trying to combat mitochondrial-related diseases like cancer because it has ready access to and is synthesized in your mitochondria right where the ROS happens. By reprogramming the faulty glucose metabolism, melatonin can optimize mitochondrial function, and curtail cancer growth. Remember, taking melatonin supplements will not transfer to increasing mitochondrial melatonin production. It needs to be produced near your mitochondria and not put down from your pineal gland. So oral supplementation is not a substitute for going outside during the day. If you take it during the day, you're tricking your body into thinking it's nighttime, which could cause problems. As far as we know, the best way to increase mitochondrial melatonin is to optimize your near IR exposure to 
to regular sunlight exposure. The good news is that um, unlike increasing vitamin D from sun, you have a much broader window where you can get IR exposure. And interestingly, spending time in nature is a, another way to increase your IR levels as most green plants and trees reflect IR. This is likely why forest bathing is so healthy. The good news is you don't have to be close to naked to benefit as you do when optimizing your vitamin D production. The near-infrared radiation will penetrate lightweight clothing, so you can cover yourself to prevent sunburn if you're outside for a longer period of time while still getting the near-infrared that you need. Also remember what I just told you about eliminating LA from your diet to cut your sunburn risk. That said, you will absorb more IR on your bare skin. The other side of the equation is avoiding bright light late at night. To optimize melatonin release in your pineal gland at night, avoid blue light emitting gadgets at least a couple of hours before bed and keep the lighting in your room dim. Blue blocking glasses can also be used. Once in bed, make sure your room is pitch black, as even a small amount of light can interfere with melatonin production. Together, sun exposure during the day and keeping it dark at night will ensure your mitochondria are being bathed day and night in melatonin that reduces harmful ROS. So, as suggested by Hayok, try to spend more time outdoors, especially if you're sick, whether it be COVID or some other respiratory infection or battle chronic disease. And that was the program that I got from Dr. Joseph Marcola. You can reach uh, Dr. Marcola by going to Marcola.com and uh, at that website he has more about his other programs. Now my mission or purpose in life is to spread the message that there is a cure for every addictive behavior. This is a spiritual cure, and the treatment program is profiled in my book, Freedom from Addiction 4, the Final Message. If you meet three simple criteria, everyone gets well. I have three free resources where you can start your journey. The first is a link to the podcast, www.freedomfrom addiction.libson.com. Spell Libson. L-I-B is in boy, S-Y-N. No spaces, no capitals. The second is a link to my website where you can find out more about my work with addiction. It is www.rev1, 
WynnHendersonMD.com. And the final resource is my Twitter account, search at HugoTheArty on Twitter.com. There you will find inspirational and educational daily pearls of wisdom. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I'll see you next time.